That's so funny. It's name so good. Who sings that? Who voices that it, song? It's the same guy as the Star Wars guy, right? Is it uh, James Earl Jones? That's what it sounds Darth like. Darth Vader? Maybe. Could uh, be. That's a, that's a, I didn't mean to stump in everybody, but... Um, Thurl Arthur Ravenscroft. There you go. So it's not. Thurl. Thurl. That is a name. Thurl. Yeah, that's a great name. Okay, so Brittany. Yeah. You uh, finished The Woman and Me, the Britney Spears book. I did. I, I, I'm insisting that Ellie... Uh, take it home um, because for me reading that book um, is I really felt like it was a cautionary tale just about how girls are raised to be good Mm -hmm. and um, kind of like there's a lot of ways that uh, girls and young women get walked over, get yeah. used, get abused, get treated badly. And it doesn't matter, like, sometimes the walk of life that you're from or what your situation, it can just happen. And yeah. what happens to Britney Spears in her life, it it feels like, she, you know, there's this saying that you get, you stay... The age that you get famous at is sort of the age that you quit are progressing. Quit mm-hmm. progressing. You know, yeah. that's been that. You're not I've, challenged. I've, You're I've not heard this forced. also about like people who like become a heroin addict at yeah. 17 or, have or 19. Kids young. I've heard that. Same thing, you know, that there's this like arrested development thing. And I mean, I remember when we listened to Britney Spears speak at that conservatorship hearing. Yeah. We played it on the radio here. And I remembering thinking she's 39 years old, but she sounded so young. She still sounded like a 20 or a 21-year-old. It you makes know? so much sense. And when you read her book, and it is just what you what happens to her, we wouldn't be- believe it if it was in a movie. No. And it's hard to believe even now, and it's only until you read that book in its entirety, in her voice, Yeah. And there's so, um, I was just very, very struck at, I thought it was a very powerful book. And it also is this, uh, women, do you know how long women have been told they're crazy? I know. I Frances Farmer, I remember, she's like a famous actress in the 30s. And Jessica Lange played her in a movie that she was really good in, but it didn't, you know, didn't get the, popular thing but yeah she had i don't know if she was i can't remember what her situation was as far as what mental illness how her brain was broken but she was institutionalized and like just locked up and thrown away the key and that was sort of the thing so and that that this happened to britney spears in the 2000s and the way it was done and the the way she was betrayed by her family and who men benef- and who benefited and who benefited who benefited extremely and who joined joined together to do this to her and who got direct paychecks from this is wild. I think we have to go back to the fact she keeps raising is she'll admit, hey, I was a little out of control here. I never broke a law. I never, I never broke a law. I never served time. I never did anything illegal. 
I didn't do drugs. I drank too much. Yeah. I was like every other person. He in didn't their drink early and 20s. drive even. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like we mm. have you know the Martin she- or Martin, uh, um, yeah, Martin Sheens of the world. Mm. Charlie Sheen. Thank Charlie you, Sheen, yeah. Martin Sheen. Well, any rock but, like, star. Yeah, any Charlie rock Sheen. Star. I mean, she references this like you know she didn't mention Charlie Sheen, but he's a perfect example of somebody who. Probably would have benefited from a conservatorship for like a month, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and how this wasn't meant to be long term and how this isn't set up to be long term and how somebody, her father, who in himself has never been good with money, has had dealt with debt and alcoholism her entire life. That he gets he's control in charge, of everything. Charge, and you go, who is watching over this? Who are these laws for? Like. But, I felt but, but so you, bad for her. And, yeah, and I, I something she keeps going back to, and I, 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 this really rings. I think this stick with me for a very long time. Is she goes, I can't think about how many times I could have overturned this and how long ago I could have because it's thirteen years in this conservatorship. Mm-hmm. She keeps going. I'm not. I don't let my brain go down there because the anger that I will feel to know that I didn't have to do this for thirteen years. To know that I, I would have asked the yeah. right person or talked to the right person. But you're scared and she wanted to do the right thing. And you you do want... Listen, I'm a people pleaser. I want to be a good kid in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I want you to tell me I'm a good kid. I want people to, you know, whatever. So I get where she had that mindset of, okay, if I just do good enough, if I... Well, yeah, and I think, you know, it is never easy no. to be... Hurt and blinded by other people's opportunism. I know. And she kept getting that over and over and like couldn't, just really couldn't, couldn't believe it, couldn't even understand it. I mean, to me, the most damning thing that she says, writes about Justin Timberlake in, in the book is that, you know, she knew that he slept with other women during their relationship yeah, and just turned a blind eye to it. And then when he broke up with her after, you know, via text message, and then he went on to write Crimea River and shout about having been cheated on and played on that. And she just writes, you know, I don't think he realized how much it shamed me then. And I don't think Jay realizes how much it shames me now. And I thought that's, the sentence that Jessica Biel just like went, oh. I know. That's the realization she might have to have about her husband is, you know, how little character he has. I know. And how the timing lines up so perfectly that he launched his solo career right on the heels of the most talked about breakup mm-hmm. of, you know, the the year and, yeah. and, and how. And yeah. also, didn't you think where you struck out what she said? I really hope that women, you know, that have babies and they people don't talk enough about postpartum, de- postpartum depression. depression. Yeah. And she said, I had every symptom. I know. And I mean, <sighs> it's it's like so. God, it just like. The, I, I was, I had a lot of postpartum anxiety, a lot. Like, I just felt like nothing was safe enough. I had, I mean, you, I, the thermometer in the tub. I thought mm-hmm. about people coming in and I can't imagine adding to that being chased by paparazzi mm-hmm. and the fear of taking the kid in the car and, you know, with, mm-hmm. with what could happen on the road and how, I mean, this is back in the day when they could take pictures of your kid and post it anywhere and there was not a thought about it. Um, I think that yeah. I think that that we we the the situation she was in was she was set up to fail and 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 I don't think many and she talks a lot about how 
most people probably wouldn't be able to have survived, but she survived. No kidding. And I listen to it and I go, I don't think I could have. Yeah. And, and Kevin Federline, you know, I mean, I don't know. The fact that a lawyer advised Brittany to file for divorce against Kevin Federline yeah. and didn't tell her, but if you file first in California, you're okay, responsible for all of his legal bills. She just got bad advice and after bad advice. And that her mom advice. knew that she could have had her, that her mom always knew that when her dad said, your lawyer is what the court said, this is your appointed lawyer, yeah. you can't appoint your own. The fact that her mom knew that she could have at any time. I know. It just... Even if you've read excerpts, if you think you know about the book, very powerful story. And I really think that, um, you know, Brittany is like a lot, the majority of how, you know, young women, young girls are, you know, we were raised to be good girls and we, um, that first love is so hard and true and deep and Justin Timberlake was her first love. Yeah. When she becomes famous at 16 with oops, I did it again. She at least knew or one him more time. or hit me. Yeah. Um, she at least knew uh, Justin from the Mickey Mouse club. I know. They've known each other. So there is like a, a safety thing. You could see how it would be well, easy to fall hard for somebody that you were, you both got your first talent agents at 10 or whatever, you know? Yeah, I think on top of that, too, is like we, gosh, there's so much around the idea of her wanting to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And I think a, a major theme that comes through in this book, she's not a mean person. She's not vindictive. She doesn't even want to say bad things. You can tell. Yeah. You Even about, she talks about, Kevin Federline, she that they made fun of. She was at some award show and they were making a skit about how he, you know, is this wannabe rapper. And she sat in the back going, I don't want to be a part of that at all. I am not here to slander him. I don't care if we're divorcing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't yeah. make any positive for me to put these yeah. people down. You're going to see that common theme in everybody in her life that has done her wrong, including Justin Timberlake. She could have ripped that man apart and mm-hmm. she didn't. And like what you said is like, is nice girl talk for this man does not care about me, did not care about his loved ones. He wanted the next step. And you can see that in his, he's got a pattern of behavior. Yes, yes. But, you know, I have faith. I, I don't know why. I want her to, I want her and her sister to get back along because I just feel like they both would have a lot to talk about. They are, were both in this family dealing with the dad dynamics. Yeah. And I think Jamie has a lot of self-work to do. Oh. Uh, Jamie Lynn, yeah, to be Jamie clear, Lynn. the da- yeah. sister. Uh, She's has never a lot of getting self-work. back together with her dad. No. no. Oh, and as she and shouldn't. And why isn't he in jail? And why isn't a Lou Taylor, who is in bed with Kim Kardashian and Justin Bieber, yeah. she's managing Do any of them him now? To... That lady needs to be in jail. What about money? Do any of them have to pay back the money that... There's so much money that has disappeared. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Because he was terrible with money. The people no, no, that... he became a multimillionaire. I know. From managing her and getting his percentage. But yes, a great deal of her money... Is probably well. Maybe that is one of the things. You know, there's an ongoing thing, legal thing that's going on with Brittany, and we might not know. The the forensic accounting, I think, can take a long time, especially if the conservatorship was 13 damn years. Yeah, I hope that he has right? to pay some money back. I yeah. think it'll make me feel a little little justice. Yeah, but yeah. A good. I'm glad. I'm glad she's where she's at. I'm glad she wrote this book. I hope. Same. I hope people that like want to know more or feel empathy, we'll read it.
It yeah. was a great read. It really was. It really was. All right. Um, listen, we come back. Ellie's got the dirt alert. Ellie, I know you're going to read that book at some point. Oh, right? now even more than ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty incredible. All right. We'll be right back with the dirt alert. Lori and Julia here with Ann Tressler of Tressler Law, dishing about divorce. Ann, do you need a reason to file for a divorce? In the state of Minnesota, you don't need a reason. Minnesota is referred to as a no-fault divorce state. So again, real simple, you don't need a reason. There's language we have in our state statute that says an irretrievable breakdown of the marriage relationship. We simply put that in your initial paperwork. So back in the day, people had to have a reason and the judge would decide whether or not they would grant the divorce, so whether it was abandonment or adultery or something like that, those things don't matter anymore. But what about cheating? You know, the reality is the courts don't care. It doesn't matter. It has no bearing under our laws. And in fact, sometimes people think they're going to get something out of it because the other side cheated, and that's just not the case. Not having to deal with this in an already very difficult divorce process actually makes the whole thing much easier and a little more streamlined. For a free one-hour divorce consultation, go to TresslerLaw.com or use my talk keyword divorce. Okay, Ellie, we've looked at no dirt since the show started, so tell us everything. Well, to start, I got a little piece of fluffy news I thought was fun. Nice. Uh, To celebrate the 25th anniversary of the release of the Coen Brothers film, The Big Lebowski, fans have a chance to get their hands on a slice of the dude. Mm. The Big Lebowski... The complete storyboards auction is being held as part of Twin City or Twin City Movies, Turtle Classic Movies Celebration of Hollywood Legends. This takes place from December 14th to 17th in Beverly Hills and online. And they will be auctioning off over 250 items from wow. the film. Wow. And including I was like gonna say, these, tell us some of what, what they are. Yeah, well, you know, we got the classic robe, t shirt, and sunglasses combo. Oh, nice. Those will be bid separately, but you can you can get the dude's robe. That's nice. You got tons of signed bowling pins. And as you know, the auction is called, some original storyboards will be included, including some storyboarded deleted scenes. Very cool. Yeah. So that should be pretty interesting if mm-hmm. you like the Big Lebowski. Jennifer Lopez's first studio album in a decade, This Is Me Now, has been set for release on February 16th, 2024. And apparently this album will be accompanied by an inspired by the music film, which has Are- been... Described as a narrative-driven, intimate, reflective, sexy, funny, fantastical, musical, and visual reimagining of Lopez's publicly scrutinized love life. Does anyone love love quite like j No, no, nobody loves love like j Oh, okay, yeah, this is me now. When that drops, that'll be 22 years after its spiritual sister, This Is Me Then, mm-hmm. dropped, and yes... Two-part clip was announced, and all I could take away. Did we post this? No, I don't no, think we did okay. post the clip. So all I could take is it is it. It starts with a letter burning that maybe Ben wrote to her, and that oh, all she dreamed about God. is love. She just wanted to be. I mean, it's just so corny. It could be great. I don't know. I, I have no idea. I like to have high hopes just because I was yeah. such a Jennifer Lopez rom-com Yeah, and it's person. written by J-Lo and Ben Affleck. And do you really think he was that involved in it? No, no. I feel like he showed up and was I like know. wearing a robe and hanging out. I know. And she debuted the trailer on the J-Lo, you know, her her blog. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she dropped a second teaser. That's where she burned a letter 
from Ben Affleck dated 2002 when they were engaged for the first oh, time. Oh, it's so cringe. It's so good. Isn't it? I and she's love dripping it. wet in a pink gown as she sits in front of this fireplace going through a box filled with memorabilia. Oh, oh my God. Does that not feel just a little self-indulgent? Okay. Very much so. <laughs> we all have that friend. We Very all have that friend so. who is so cringe, but we love them. She is our cringe friend oh. for sure. Monster in Law is like one of my favorite movies of all time, so I'll is probably it? watch it. Yeah, yeah, weirdly enough. Jane Fonda and her just put off each other great. actually a very cute rom-com. It is And it cute. was, and it was a good box office hit. And kind of it was like Jane's comeback in the movies. Like she had taken time off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, well, for a while. Had she done any big comedic roles even before then? Maybe. And then she started doing some like comedy things. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Wanda Sykes is in that. that if, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it, that's Monster-in-Law, one of my faves. Well, in that same vein, Kim Kardashian is hitting Netflix, um, whether you want it or not. Mm, What's she doing? (laughs) Netflix was the winner of a five-studio bidding war that occurred over the holiday weekend to secure the rights to a Kim Kardashian-led comedy movie. Oh. Okay. So Kim is paired with Paula Pell and Janine Brito, who you might recognize uh, some bit players and um, bit contributors but uh, it's they've yet to write a single scripted word or film any <laughs> test wow. footage. Wow! 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 So sold completely on concept. Hmm. You know what? The, she was great is she in gonna, America. Is she going to act in it? I think so. Yeah, right? Yes. Oh. Well, it was billed as like she's the lead. Okay. Wow. She was a great. She was great in American Horror Story, but she played Chris Jenner. Yeah. So I don't know if her if she can flex. She was funny on um, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Can she play a whole role and not... I don't know. We'll see. I struggle with her as an actress. I do too. Same. And the easy... The American Horror Story was easy because it was like she was parodying her mom in every crisis meeting her family's ever had. Yeah. Because she played a PR consultant. And it was also a heightened version of herself. Very much so. Very much so. It's too bad that was such a crappy... That wasn't a very good... I was going to admit I did not touch it because it did not look good. And I'm a big horror person. Yeah, no, it was not good. There was so much moping around and dreaming about spiders and just dazed, dazed looking up at the ceiling. When I looked at that season, I thought, you did this already. You did it with Lady Gaga. You did Hotel and it was great. Yeah, you're right. Because that was just like like October it dropped and I wrapped up, but it Mm -hmm. had... Zero buzz after people. No, all I see is clips of Kim Kardashian acting like Kris Jenner, and mm-hmm. I never hear about anything mm-hmm. about the plot. Emma Roberts is the lead. Yeah, and she's great. But she's yeah. in all the Ryan Murphy stuff. Yeah, yeah and Emma Roberts is great. But you know, mm-hmm. it's it's American Horror Story. She was going to be great, and this is billed as she is carrying the project. It's called Fifth Wheel, and Kim is the fifth wheel. Okay. And uh, when Paula and Janine were asked about it, they said they envisioned Kim in this role. They designed it around her. So based on uh, Kim being the fifth wheel, I'm going to assume. That she's not the um, frumpy fifth wheel, but the one uh, yeah, all right. the other the women glamorous hate. fifth yeah, wheel. Exactly. Yeah. The one who shows up to the bachelorette party mm-hmm. looks a little too nice. I know. How dare mm-hmm. you? Well, we'll see if that turns into absolutely anything watchable. A French version of the much beloved MTV show Jersey Shore, mm-hmm. titled Frenchy Shore, dropped to audience November 11th. Really? 
And it has been the most talked about piece of media in France since. What What is it on? Netflix, did you say? Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, I have that. It, but you don't have Paramount Plus France. Oh, that's oh. true. Unless you do, she would be the type that would weirdly have that. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. It's I know some people will like spoof accounts and stuff. I to, don't know why you couldn't. Why Paramount Plus wouldn't be Paramount Plus in everything? Well, so you could look it up on TikTok because apparently uh, the reality show has inundated U.S. social media, especially TikTok, where users have been posting sexually explicit yet blurred clips from the show illegally. I'm going to look this up. <laughs> Is that what it's called, Frenchie, Frenchie Shore? Shore. And it is like very much a faithful adaptation with 10 people oh, in a beach house in the south of France. Yeah, Frenchies is, is it's too sexually explicit. It's borderline porno. That well, was from the French Minister of Culture. Dang. <laughs> wow, it's rivaling Napoleon as France's most polarizing entertainment topic all right which mm-hmm. is surprising because that is yeah it's on paramount plus i it's on paramount plus it's just on there we'll be able i'm gonna ellie you've given me assignment i'm gonna try Some, and see you're gonna try desperately to get a hold of that i am it's the third iteration of jersey shore in france it's also been adapted in germany mexico the uk italy and mexico I didn't know how many versions of Jersey Shore were boiling around. <laughs> that. That's a lot of trashy people. That's a lot. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, they're quite worked up about it. Uh, do you think that maybe they were originally lenient because they were like, it's France. They won't care. Yeah. Like there's a free love aspect about France. There were even protests <laughs> in France. Who would have thought over this? Over this. It's dangerous for the youth of France. <gasps> dangerous for the youth of the U.S. It was, yeah. (laughs) You knew that when you bought the concept. Yeah, new episodes drop every Saturday on MTV France and then on Paramount Plus. I I don't know if you can get a hold of it in the U.S. because you have to like do like Paramount Plus France. Okay, I'll just. But we'll have to figure it out because I need to get an episode of this. Yeah, Yeah. so do I. Just based on the poster, it looks so innocuous. Just lovely people in. You know, um, flamingo floaties and... Yeah, we're going to need to see this. Yeah, I'm going to do some digging, and if I can manage to find a whole episode, I'll make sure you can get Listen, it. Okay, if we have to, you. If we have to have uh, Tony send us a, a French laptop, she'll French. do it. <laughs> French laptop. <laughs> All right, Ellie, thank you so much. Let's talk, talk about, about sex. sex now. To the people at home or in the crowd. It keeps coming up. All right. Well, here's just a little, you know, I'm not like a saver of things the way Julia is, but I do remember certain studies and, yeah. or different things about um, sex that might come back to me. So I had to refresh my memory. Did I make this up in my head? But no, a German study did at one point conclude that Staring at women's breasts for 10 minutes a day is better for your health than going to the gym because of all your thoughts. Wow. So, you know, a lot of people over here going, hey, my new hobby. Ellie's over here. That'll be my new hobby. Yeah, it's already my hobby. Yeah, Yeah. checking out breasts for 10 minutes a day is better for your health than going to the gym. That was an actual study. Well, I think, honestly, you got to multitask. Why are you looking at breasts at the gym? Yeah, right. Okay, now, here is 
a uh, study that is kind of interesting because, you know, in the heterosexual world, the rap is always that, oh, women love a bad boy. You know, women love a bad boy, that there is uh, something there. Well, the University of Western Australia um, did a survey of women from more than 47 countries about their preferences when it comes to men. Mm -hmm. And what they found when they dug way down and how they did how they did this study, how they the different uh, uh, levels that they attracted and were able to establish it. But yes, women prefer bad boys Men who take risks, you yeah. know, those, but only for short flings. I was just going to say, we got to talk about what we're using them for. Just a short amount yeah. of time. Thank you. So whether, uh, you know, it's gambling, if it's a drinking person, if they do extreme sports, yeah. whatever it is, but these are flings that are short. Listen. Nothing is happening if a man is a big risk taker and then his occupation is risky, people, oh, yeah, that'd be fine for this or that, but not for a long-term woman are very, oh, no. I mean, that's that could go in the study of, duh. Listen, I, I think it's really cute, and I will maybe, like, at one point in my life, had a relations with somebody who was the bad boy, but at some point, I'm going to need you to take out the trash, I'm going to need you to pay your bills. I'm going to need uh-huh. you. If you're going to live with me, you're going to be vacuum. You're going to be pulling that Dyson out and which is less bad boyish. Right. So like, that's right. This is what we can deal with. That's right. This so. is what I'm using you for mm-hmm. at the moment. So, but again, you know, we could have told them that, but they did an actual study over 47 countries to get the validation. Don't you hate it? Yeah, when uh, the, the, the saying of good guys finish last, and it's like, finish it's what? It's not true. It's yeah. not true. Yeah, it's finish not what? True. Like, I want that guy out of my house so immediately, the bad boy. Like, That's it, right. You know what? Mm-hmm. That's just annoying. Now, let me give some help to the relationships that are already out there. Thank and you. you're together. You've been together. The, the 18 months of the high, giddy, oxytocin, pa, your clothes... Uh, that that eighteen months is over, and it's oh. in the rear view mirror. So, what are you going to do? You know, to to, and it isn't to keep you happy. It's just there is something to be said about making someone else happy. Mm-hmm. Because right, if Mama's happy, you know, mama, yeah, everybody's happy. So here are, according to, um, uh. I can't reveal my source. It's a therapist. Okay. I won't name won't name it. But here's what six small things that happy couples do. Oh, okay. Or people that, you know, rate that their relationship is they're just small things because it is the small things that uh sometimes make all the difference in the world. And um so the first one we'll call it your micro moment of connection that you have every day. Maybe it's you are a good morning hugger, kisser, you know, uh, hug before you I always blow Casey a kiss. And then he always catches it and sometimes he eats it and sometimes he throws it over his shoulder. <laughs> but it's just like this little, that is like goodbye, the darling. cutest thing. Okay, but whatever. So you have a little thing that you might do every day. That is, a, that's a good thing to do. Another little thing to do is... 
And it seems little, but you ask your significant other, how was your day, Darlene? Or yeah. Just check in with each other on how, because you get lost in the hustle and bustle. And sometimes you come home and you won't believe this, you know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. ask the other person. And number, this is a big one. And you may be guilty of neglecting it a time or two. I know I totally do. And that's active listening. So if someone's talking to you, you're not looking at your phone, you're putting it down, you are actively listening. Yeah. And it's hard, too, because I... Ask a question. Your undivided attention, is that so hard? If someone is like, you know, I got to ask you about something, actively listen. No, and it's like a very much so skill set this day and age. Like, if you are good at that, you can be good at 90% of jobs. It is is not something that is a given. Yeah, and it's easy. You're just making eye contact, and you're listening, and you're not kind of looking down at your phone. Yeah. Nothing makes people feel more dismissed than that. It is a little bit of a... As soon as I see somebody literally start looking at their phone, I will just quit talking. Mm -hmm. I'm at that point. I don't even mean in a mean way, but it's like, we can do this later. later. We're not... not, You can't show me anymore that so yeah. yeah actively listening and then the fourth thing um that this therapist recommends that couples do is um th- to be loving and physical outside of sex you yeah. know so just a little you know a hug or squeeze or you know just showing some signs of affection there's something to that and, you know you can scratch someone's back i know like for casey I scratch his head. Oh, does he love it? He has an amazing head. I love his head. Oh, that's that's funny that you are love is rubbing his yeah, head. Yeah, I do. And and he kind of almost like he's moving his head around. But I mean, it's just for a minute. I yeah. don't do it long or no. anything like thirty seconds. But it's just like a sweet little thing. Or, or you could scratch someone's back. Or, yeah. That is put like someone's such lotion on someone's our, back. Could I put some lotion on your back? Our love language in our house for every single one of us, including the animals, is being pet. We yes. love all yeah. love that moment of pet scratches, oh, scratches. For sure. And then you know the last thing is just you know like you know I, sometimes I forget to tell you, but I love it that you make my coffee every day. You yeah. know, or thanks you did the dishwasher. I'm so glad you did that. Just giving. An out loud acknowledgement of your appreciation of what your partner just does for you on the daily. That's that's awesome. These are just little things. Oh, and because the little sometimes things. people get annoyed by the big things. But are you are you filling you know in the little things for the person that you know you love? That's are- such a good point too, because a lot of that with all the hustle and bustle gets really lost. So lost. And it, 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 even though no matter how busy you are, mm-hmm. you can say thank you. You can blow your kiss. The other person can eat their kiss, which is like the cutest thing in the whole freaking world. No, we struggle with that for sure is like those taking those little moments and those little times. And, you know, things becomes like we kind of bark stuff at each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that like. So that is, I guess if you are like kind of just finders on this is a time of the year, too, if you've yeah. got. Kids, I mean, it's all just so hectic, and it can be, oh, I haven't done any yeah, shopping the- or this or that. So just, we all do this kind of neglecting of these little things. I think that's such a good thing. And always remember, too, is like, like especially to the family stuff, I always have to remind myself, listen, it's not the end of the world if we forget something. Like, when we go places, like, I don't need to have bring everything I've ever owned for <laughs> GoGo. And then on top of it, 
it's okay if I'm five minutes late. Like, I don't need to, I have the anxiety around leaving on time and being, I hate being late. I'm not a late person and I have to go, what is worth more? Yeah. Adding anxiety to Justin and GoGo by me getting them in the car on, and what I've decided is on time Mm -hmm. or like accepting where we're at and going slow and appreciating and being sweet and nice. Yeah. I still don't know. I'm still working on it. You're still working on it, but just, just a little, little thing. That's a great reminder share with you and then i thought um this was just kind of i can never resist a how long sex really lasts headline (laughs) and uh it's never as long as you think you guys (laughs) (laughs) no it never is um so this is from a men's health service so this is basically um men's survey already biased against it's already biased against (laughs) lesbian that's exactly right Uh, lesbian sex lasts a lot longer i was gonna say yeah does it is that like a longer oh yes my goodness because i guess like even porn, you know, if you watch porn, the lesbian porn always lasts longer. It's like at least eight <laughs> minutes long. The video, okay, eight minutes. Uh, but here, according, uh, yeah, well, this survey was done because they, the researchers are very interested in expectations and reality with the with porn, mm-hmm. because one of the ways, one of the things that people still don't really like talk. Always openly and frankly about sex and a lot of ways that people learn about sex is porn now. Mm. And for boys, they really, and young men, in the absence of sufficient sex education, they sometimes have very unrealistic, unhealthy expectations of sex and intimate relationships. And they don't realize uh that so they mimic the act scene in pornography. That's so terrifying, isn't it? Like young men going out in the world mm-hmm. and thinking that any of that is what's supposed to happen would be terrifying to be in a room with. It's them. horrifying. Yeah, yeah. So limit your porn consumption. Would you take uh, it easy? Take it easy. But yeah, men uh, typically last five and a half minutes. Ellie, is that sex. not is that not your? Five and a half minutes. Hey, that's you get, very short. What can you get done in five and a half? I a mean, lot, can, apparently, oh. according to these guys. I think it's honestly inherently different in lesbian relationships because I think that there's a completionist mentality with men, and that like once everything's finished, it's finished, and you kind yeah. of go about your day. Yeah, lesbians will be like, well, let's just. Cuddle for half an hour. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. You want to go again? <laughs> yeah. The yin and the yin or the yang and the yang. I mean, all of that. But at the end of the day, I think, you know, how long sex really lasts. Really, it just depends on the time, the date, the mood, the place. Yeah. And the purpose. And the purpose. Because I'm sorry. Sometimes yeah. when you're having infertility sex, you're like, well, we're going to get this done, sir. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know. It. Come on. Come on. Chop, I, got, I got Real Housewives to watch. Think dirtier thoughts. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. And when the stars are shining. That is Truly Madly Deeply by Savage Garden. Epic song. So good. So good. I don't know who had ideas for all these throwback songs, but I like. Uh, I listened to them talk about it on the morning show. They were feeling like the pop music of right now is a little emo. Mm-hmm. And they were like, can we throw in some fun stuff? Too many ballads. Kept getting ballad bumpers. And it yeah. was like, Ugh. And how do you transition to, hey, let's uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I totally get it. I love that they did it. Great idea, morning show. Okay. Uh, do you guys ever read the Instagram gossip 
uh, account Dumois. Of course. Of course. And I now she does too. our Dumois does a bunch of uh, videos, too, where you can. Yes. Well, Dumois has some other news. You know, about a year ago, um, one of the. Do it's it started out as an anonymous Instagram account about fashion and pulp culture, but after one of its creators, who are anonymous, asked followers to share celebrity gossip with them anonymously, the account's popularity exploded. They Dumas now has two million followers on Instagram alone and regularly share celebrity sightings and yeah. stories and they're about 50% right? You know, I know, I feel like they have a, good, a high they, percentage of being right, but you have to keep do. that in mind, is that they're not always right. Yeah, and so about a year ago, last November, uh, the creators of Dumois and they've remained anonymous, they put out a book called Anon Please because that's how people would sign I just saw so-and-so at the standard and they were coming out of a room and they named the names Anon, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that was the name of the book. And so the book, I haven't had a chance to read it, but um, uh, Diablo Cody, Diablo Cody, who wrote Juno and Jennifer's Body, she is going to write a TV series, and Greg Berlanti is bringing it to us. He's brought us a gazillion great shows at the WB and other television shows like Riverdale and just a bunch of shows, but... Uh, they're producing it. And the synopsis for the book, which will be the TV series, when Cricket Lopez, assistant to one of the most notorious celebrity stylists, revamps her old style Instagram account and turns it it into a celebrity gossip blog on a drunken whim, she never thinks it will become anything. It's just a way to blow off steam after a terrible, terrible day at work where her nightmarish boss screams at her and blames her for some 18-year-old influencer screw-up. But when the account grows overnight, and then she starts getting gossip from fans, juicy gossip, she has to face facts. Her Instagram is now famous. She is now famous, although no one knows she's behind the account. The success is affecting her. Her boss wonder why she disappears. Her friends are irritated by her dedication to the account, and she has people approaching her all over the place. So this sounds so good. Okay. Sold. Sold. I'm so into this. Okay, you know who does the social media postings well in their show? Hmm. Is Emily in Paris. Yes. She does. I I actually like fall in and out of love of that show all the time. It's very camp, and sometimes I'm Mm -hmm. in a mood, sometimes I'm not. But like they do a really good job of mixing social media and the story, and I love that. And like it's what needs to be done. Like that. This sounds like a fun story. Yeah, and it'll be on Max. Okay. And um, so yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my muffin just fell off. Not that one. The other one. The other muffin. Yeah. um, (laughs) Oh my god! I just lost absolute every thought in my head. So Uh, anyway, so there's a little Diablo Cody news. She'd be great at writing that too, because I think she's always mastered conversational. Mm -hmm. uh, She can write great conversation. I adore her. Yes. Oh, I just rewatched Juno, and we love it. It's so good. Did you see United States of Terra? I loved that. That Love one. that. And was that, that was three seasons, right? Oh, not even three. I think it's like two. Two and John, um, you know, Aiden, yeah, is in it, and then um, of course the great Tony Collette. Mm-hmm. That was a very clever show that never really got the recognition I thought that 
it should have gotten for how clever it was and just what a it was a really agree. unique show. Like the writing and Tony Collette just yeah. being a acting Amazing. powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Check it out if you haven't. I know. Yeah. I was going to say, where do we even watch it now? Uh, I think that was a Showtime show. Oh, okay. uh, it'll be on Showtime or Paramount Plus. It is three like seasons, and I don't know. Yeah, it's still. I think you have to. Might even be on a Hulu. And Greg Berlanti, who's producing it. I mean, to give you some of his shows. Arrow, The Flash, Everwood, Love, Simon is a Greg Berlanti show. I mean, he's just done a billion, Superman and Lois, Supergirl. Like I said, a lot of stuff on the CW. But, um, you know, good shows. You, Greg Berlanti, yeah. produced you with um, our guy from Gossip Oh, Girl. yeah, Penn Badgley. Penn that one's Badgley. creepy good. It's I'm, so my, good. My girlfriend's into it. I'm, it creeps me out too much. I went through all the way through season three, and then I was like, what are we doing here? It's like <laughs> the Dexter of it all, where you go, this needs to be a limited series. There's mm-hmm. only so much murdering people can do until right. you go, maybe we shouldn't live next to this guy. <laughs> hey, as a dog lover, you know, yeah. we had a terrier win the national dog show this past uh Thursday, it was Stash the Sealy Ham Terrier. Oh, he's beautiful. Never has won the, uh, it's the 22nd National Dog Show. It's a short in stature, but what a face on this dog. Best in show. Best in show. I'm very, I'm very Three-year-old Stash. I, oh, that's a cute dog. (laughs) And here the American Kennel Club tells us that, um, these terriers were bred by a Welsh landowner in the 1800s who wanted the perfect terrier to drive off otters from the right the waters of a state named Seely Ham, which is the most British story <laughs> I'm going to say, read to you guys today. That's the most relatable. So it's like um, looking the, in a mirror, that yeah, story. The Seely Ham Terrier. There's Go nothing better than watching. And get rid of the otters on our lakeshore. Thank God. There's nothing better than watching the people that run those dogs. And this oh. woman does not disappoint. No. Uh, Isn't that dog something? Mar- Marjorie Good is her name, and she is wearing... An outfit you shouldn't be running in. They always are. <laughs> it's like a sweater, dress, skirt combo with a belt. Uh-huh. They're wearing flats because, of course. Of course. But it always looks so uncomfortable that they are running in this outfit. And I and also a vest. Like, the whole combo is very <laughs> yeah. British and very weird. Very, and I love it. very much so. I, it's grammar core to the It really degree. is. It really is. Ellie, thank you so much. We'll talk to you tomorrow. We're going to be out at... Uh, Santa stop at Chan Hassan, so mm-hmm. come out and see us. You'll be back here on the board. Brittany, thank you, as always, for filling in. Job done. Off you go.